There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Yes? Yes, yes. There he is. Oh, there it is. Oh, there, there's Jackson and his uh, professorial. Is that the right word? Does yeah. Let me see my nerves. That's I like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling great. Right. Are you really? Yeah, why not? Was... Well, you get to go to Memphis tomorrow and you're excited about that. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be what you got to, you're going to a game tomorrow night? Yeah, so Grizzlies and Clippers tomorrow night, and then Saturday night, Grizzlies and Knicks. Nice. Yeah, great combo of games. Great combo of games, really. Well, that, makes, that makes me happy for you and your brother. Yeah. Just you and your brother going? Uh, one of his buddies as well. Um, today. You is, don't like him much. What's his problem? No, he's a great guy. Outstanding. Uh, really big fan of him. Uh, today, actually, is my brother's 36th birthday. So happy birthday, Jess. Yeah, and we're doing this QFTA just for you. Uh, we feel like it's the greatest 36th birthday present we could possibly give. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you so much. Uh, this is QFTA. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Jackson Burkett. The program is called The Tim McKernan Show. Uh, the Longo Big Studios online at longobigs.com in my basement and in Creve Core, Missouri. And the podcast is also sponsored by the wonderful people at James Carlton, carltoninsurance.net. At Evergreen Wealth Strategies, Mark Hanna, evergreenstl.com. Design, air, heating, and cooling. Sweet mother of mercy, Jackson. Mm-hmm. These temperatures coming our way. Yeah. Uh, online at designairservice.com. And uh, Munganas, St. Louis Acura, Munganas, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, St. Louis Acura.com, and AltonToyota.com. All of these making it possible uh, to have QFTA daily. But today will be the end of the streak because Jackson is heading to Memphis immediately following balloon party tomorrow. Pretty much, yeah. I'll be able – we have a sales meeting tomorrow, correct? And uh, Oh, yeah, 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 we do. So I'll be there for that, and then I'll do all of my other responsibilities. But then, yeah, I'll be, I'll be quickly out of here uh, to head down south to Memphis. So, unfortunately – You guys are on, you're on net jets? Yeah, fractionals, obviously. Uh, it's got to be efficient. You know, we don't fly 150 hours. But, yeah, net jets down there real quick. Hopefully avoid some of that winter weather, you know. Ice on the plane can be a problem, but uh, no, I understand that. We should bypass all of those issues and get to Memphis toot sweet. Well, uh, Jackson, uh, that, that then the streak is the streak ending is is your fault, and I wanted to give you an apolo- an opportunity to to issue an apology. Yeah, I would like to apologize to all of the the lovely listeners. I love doing QFTA. I've been very upfront about that, and so to not do it especially given the streak and the doubt beforehand on the streak being able to continue and the fact that I am the one bringing it down, it's It's disheartening. It's disheartening. And And I don't like to throw people under the bus. No, no, no. Far from it. No, this is is an accountability session is what this is. And the accountability falls square on my shoulders. And so I don't don't know what else to say other than I apologize. I need to look in the mirror, do some self-inventory, and I'll come back. Tuesday, back and better than ever. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we uh, we are all off on uh, Monday for uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, uh, TMA, balloon party, 
I could do it. I could do it. I could do. And I'm probably going to be trapped inside with two young tykes, uh, not doing anything. So I think it's going to be one degree. But I, I'm not asking you to do that. I mean, I, can, we, can we do it? Can we do it from your home? Yeah, we can go on Zoom. And then, then you can hook the Zoom up to the YouTube.com TMA channel? That I'm not positive on. We might have to go back to our old friend StreamYard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could... I can try to work that out. Okay. Hey, I, I, I don't know. I'm throwing things at you, and you know what that is. It's just not fair. But we <laughs> welcome the people to uh, to participate. Carl Pelker. Every time we start a show, Jackson, I feel like this Carl Pelker, he's always there. He Omnipresent. starts things all. Yeah. I've missed you, Timmy. Hope you're having a good afternoon. Thank you, Carl. Uh, right back at you. Uh, there's D'Angelo Hopkins. You might know him as KG in O-Town. Uh, efforting Diora Baird. Uh, and says, cardigan yesterday, flannel today. What doesn't this guy look good in? I couldn't agree more. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, KG and O'Town. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it. See, why have you never asked Dr. Shavitz, I assume that's Dr. Shavitz, his interest in the, hold on a second, my laptop moved, his interest in the New Orleans Hornets, whose lease is up at the end of the season. Wow, current current question. <laughs> I don't know if somebody's playing a character in the YouTube chat. If so, it's brilliant. Yeah, well done. Well executed. Uh, the great Jake Reynolds is in there. Hi, Tim. Hi, Jackson. And uh, Chad Menke says, is that a flannel with a turtleneck that must be directed at uh, at you, Jackson? Yeah, it's not like a – it's a flannel, but it's more – it's a heavier flannel. It's, a, it's like a great winter item. Uh, if it's like in the 40s, you don't even need a coat over it. It's very warm. Very comfortable. And, yes, this is a black turtleneck underneath it. Grow up. Oh, no. I just – I can feel the ire coming, and it doesn't bother me. Uh, Hey, Tim, can I get – can we get a tour of your entire house? Seems like something (laughs) right up your alley. (laughs) See, that's what happens when somebody gets a chance to – that's from the Pope, who, again, I'm – there's a protest, as you know, uh, based on that Fan Page Club championship matchup from last year. What was that in? I don't even know. Round of 32, round of 16? I think round of 32. Uh, no, was it? round of 16. Round of 16. All right. Yeah. God, I was only a win away from the Elite Eight. Yeah. What a moment that would have been. He could roll the rock. He, he could. Um, yeah, you spend an afternoon with me on the golf course, and you get an idea of how how much I would love to give you a tour of my home. Uh, just not not the move mm-hmm. let me let me tell you what let me tell you what's going on here at my house right now you want right. to know yeah. I will let you in on this yeah uh n- number one the the one-year-old is asleep uh number two the the six-year-old will be coming home from school in about 40 45 minutes but number three Jackson if there's one thing you know uh about me it's I'm always going to uh to galas yeah Jubilee often Often. I'm seeing them usually. If I can. Right, right. Because those who usually are in attendance at charity galas in St. Louis are big fans of my work. And so they love it when I come up there and Hmm. and talk to to them about my proclivities for Sapphos. So uh, we're going to one this evening. And... uh, my wife is asking me, what is the proper attire? And I have sent one of the people who is going to be in attendance with us the dresses she's considering. And the person said, 
the, the, those are both great. And then my wife came down here, oh, about 20 minutes ago, a little fashion show. I said, shake that ass, girl. That's what I said to her. Right. Because that's the way I was raised. Right. That's right. And I said, they all look great. But I, I, I don't know. I don't get, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're part of the TAM Avenue Capital Partners and you're having a cash call every other week, sometimes more often, mm-hmm. you, don't get, you don't get to as many galas as you might think when you're on the south side. You go to the St. Gabriel School picnic, and that's about the, the highlight of the social calendar. And so I don't know what, what is right, what is wrong. I have no idea. Right. And I said, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you in a text with her, and then you know what I'm going to do? Wash your hands of it. That's what I'm doing right now. I don't know if you can, because my hands are so tiny. Right, tiny little pencils. Squinting. I said, I, can't, I, I, said I, I don't know. I don't have the answer. And here's what we're currently at. If it isn't right, I'm going to get blamed. Right. And I know this. And I've, I've been around the block long enough to know what the program is here. So therefore, here, here is her number. Here is your number. You two can communicate. And, and therefore, once again, there you go. There you go. Pass it is the tough, though, for ladies. I mean, guys, you kind of know, and it's like as simple, is it this or is it that or is it this? Right, right, right. But for ladies, it can be a whole It can be a whole thing. A little more Either nuanced. Way, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm, in a, I'm in a hoodie, you know, yeah. uh, with a beautiful head of hair. Uh, I, 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 I'm not the guy that you're asking for this stuff. So that's, that's what I got going on here, uh, Jackson. But before then, because I didn't get to yesterday, I'm taking – uh, my boys to family golf because it's turned out to be a pretty nice day. Yeah. Not bad. Like in the f- low mid forties right now. Um, high forties. Okay. Hell yeah. 48 Hell and, yeah. and somewhat sunny. So my one-year-old was hitting the golf ball left-handed yeah. all over the house. Right. When I got <laughs> home um, and I'm like, okay, he keeps saying golf course. Those are the words he says often. So I'm like, okay, then we will go there and uh and then my six-year-old likes to go when his brother goes and then they sit there and hit each other with golf clubs and i regret <laughs> the decision to do that mm-hmm. so after i do that then i'll be going to the gala and then after the gala i will pop sleeping pills i'll roll up probably a hundred just because of my wealth yeah and i'll cut it up and i'll snort a couple of those we might have peaky blinders on mm. and i'll pass out in a combination of sleeping pills and booze and wake up and entertain millions of people tomorrow on HD2. There's my next 24 hours. Fine. You, I'm not going to give you a tour of my house, but I will give you my life itinerary. Yeah, that's a that's how the sausage is made right there, man. Yeah. yeah that's nice. Yeah. That sounds like a lovely little evening. Yeah, that's, there, that's what I got. All right, uh, let's see if we got any more New Orleans. Is it Hornets questions? Yeah. Again, very current. <laughs> KG doing tricks on it. That's from Kwame Voyukas the fourth. Mm-hmm. What does did, that mean? I think what Kwame Vayukas the fourth is referring to is KG showering praises on me, and so what Kwame is saying is that he is riding me, uh, cowgirl Ooh, like style, that. and he's doing Ooh. it at such a level that he can do tricks on it, like a like, wow. a like a little whirling dervish. Have you guys had sex? Well, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, Tim. Okay, fair enough. Seems like that's a denial of some form. Uh, yeah, Tim, like an episode of Cribs. That's from Don Peepee. Uh, Jad Mankey, who was asking about Jackson's outfit. Well, whatever you need to say to justify it, it looks great on you. So I guess he came around on your your getup, which you described today on 101 ESPN, where they surprisingly weren't a fan of it, is what, a combination of grunge and what? Uh, like a Bond villain. You know? Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, I no. 
especially the heroine uh, that helps for the Bond villain thing. Uh, Thurman's back and says, "Why does Jackson look like Danny Elfman?" Oh wow, <laughs> that's it's like weird that I understand that reference, but I very much understand that reference. Uh, so what? We are not going to get a tour. Got it. I was fairly certain a deep dive of Tim's underwear drawer was in the horizon. Gosh dang it to the heck. That's from the Pope. Uh, Thurman, Tim, did you say shake that ass in the slew baseball locker room? Well, if I would have made one of the teams, I would have, <laughs> since I was not allowed in as just a, just a fan. I did not. Uh, shame on you, Pope, for not letting Tim win. That's from Don Peepee. I don't really remember. I know he chipped in on 17 to win, but I don't remember. I just know he rolled in putts when I would be out. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, I'll two putt. And, and, and I would use that strategy against guys who no disrespect to the Pope because the Pope's a very good player. I think we're, I think he's like a, and he played college golf. I mean, not like a, you know, like a division one, still like college golf gives you an idea. Uh, and so if I'm playing guys who are scratch golfers, I would do the same thing, mm-hmm. except then he would have like a 12 footer and he would hit it. And I'm just like, Oh crap. I got to now approach this whole thing differently. And then I remember there was one number 11 at gateway and he had like a 40 footer and he had to hold it to have the hole and he nearly hold it. I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. But this wasn't, this wasn't like a luck box thing where somebody was hitting threes and normally they lose by 30 points. This was, a, it's a skill he has. And if you can do it, that's, that's how you score. I mean, God, if he could hit the ball, uh, you know, off the tee combined with that putter, Holy crap, the things he could do. Uh, so yes, but he is, he's still, uh, I don't count that as a loss of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, have you ever thought of renting those hands out to guys wanting to make their units look larger with D picks and those pretty little hands holding the prize? Wow. That's a nice, another business idea. That's a nice little cottage industry. A nice business idea. That's from Adam Barry. Jackson looks like a 1960s era NBA coach. Keep killing it. King kisses. Hell yeah. Uh, that's from Jake Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, take the f- Fail, act, hurt, get indignant? Okay. Are you reading this as well? English is preferred on the uh, YouTube comments. That's Don Peepee, and Don Peepee is one of my favorites. Uh, Let's see. uh, Anything of note otherwise? Alex, Manchild, Alex, great tushy video. You are welcome. That's from Engine Joe. Uh, With all that Mizzou has coming in and back, what would either of you consider to be a disappointing season? Yeah, how about the fact that we were doing – QFTA yesterday, Jackson, like an hour before the Nick Saban news. I know. You know? Crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Um, my, my overall position on Missouri, but it's a good thing, is that I, 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 I worry that, God, it's, it, that, that by December there's going to be disappointment. But the disappointment is a byproduct of the expectations. And I love that there are expectations but if they are anything less than, God, I don't know. I, Ten and two seems so aggressive to me. But nine and three doesn't get you in the playoff, uh, especially with that non-conference schedule. I just, I, 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 you know, if you've if you've kind of lived it for as long as I've lived it, versus somebody, and hey, by the way, it's great. Welcome to the party. Who, who just got on board this year, and then you go, oh, my God, what in the hell happened? They lost to Texas A&M. You know, that's, 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 that's a very good possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I don't know what Auburn's going to be. I don't know what Alabama's going to be. We don't know who's going to be coaching Alabama and Oklahoma. And they got, you know, three schools who are kind of been bottom half of the SEC for a little bit now with South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Arkansas to wrap it up. But to just like go, oh, yeah, 10 and 2 minimum, I just let me put it this way. Both of us were bullish on the six and a half over this year. If you gave me nine and a half right now, even though my heart would say bet the over, I would probably bet the under. That's 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 where I am. And that's just because of not because I don't I'm not high on it per se, but I'm just like, man, it's gonna be tough to only lose one other game other than Tuscaloosa. I yeah. suppose that's what I'm saying. Yeah, especially with, what I'm saying, Jackson? especially with Boomer Sooner on the uh, on the schedule. Yeah, I think for me it's eight and eight. And, the college station. I just I don't I don't feel like the, that's kind of getting I don't know. For the first road game also. The first road game this team next year is gonna face is in college station. That's a but also a new coach there too. Uh for me it's eight and a half. If you're under it, disappointment, over it, you're fine. Cut. There it is. Jackson's officially given the answers. All right. I got some, I mean, Jackson, things are happening here with this QFTA uh, inbox, uh, which I don't have up, but we're getting new ones on my phone. So this is just going to be, uh, let's see, straight from my phone. Bold, which means I haven't even, I haven't even glanced at those. Um, oh, is this the Pope? There's the Pope again. Oh my God. Hey, Tim, I know you've mentioned people don't give a shit about your simulator numbers, but I'm a big numbers guy. I think simulators have had as much of an impact on pro golf as anything, i.e. distance shots gained, et cetera. Could you spend five minutes on your numbers for driver and irons? What sim do you use? Spin rates, AOA, path, that's angle of attack, path, dynamic loft, launch angle, maybe error, what Jackson's numbers would look like and how simulators could help his perceived distance issue. I will do that. I want to get Jackson in the simulator. I, I kind of want to like do that as like a separate podcast because it's going to appeal to maybe the Pope, and that's it. Plus, I don't know my numbers exactly. I would say I have an issue in that I, I can hit a 7-iron in the simulator anywhere from 165 to 210. Oh, boy. And, and that's not set. And the, the two tens are well, one Yeah, that's, of, that's, that's like, a, that's not what you, yeah, it's not ideal. So yeah, you get what I'm saying. It's right. not a good thing. No. You want to know that within, right. you know, I mean, it depends on your level of skill, but you want to know that within a, I don't think on the golf course, I have a two ten seven iron. Um, but I just, it just, I need to, to kind of get that, that, uh, on a simulator, you can see your uh, shot dispersion in the little circle around it, and uh, that that doesn't work. So I don't have those numbers, and I wouldn't want to bore the people with them at this moment. But I will save that. And I just Jackson once Jackson goes into the simulator, but I would say buy stock in Jackson's game anyway right now. But once you go in, and I would bet five minutes later, you will be hitting the ball differently. Dead oh, serious. All I want. It's all I want. That's, I mean, it's it's. I just am so. It's kind of like certain about it. Um, let's see what we got here. Another, let's see. Aloha, Tim. Aloha, Jackson. You seem like a couple of good guys, goof guys. And I was wondering how you viewed the term straw man when discussing an argument or opinion. Do you view it as a pejorative? Jackson, what's a pejorative? That's a good question. When I hear that term on the show, I view it in a negative context to me, it seems to me the person giving the opinion has used false or inaccurate information as scaffolding to justify the conclusion they've arrived at. A recent example on the show was Plowboy saying 
that people were upset that Mizzou was not above Oregon in the final college football rankings, even though that argument seemed to be based only on a few comments on Twitter, and there was no evidence that a large held large group held that opinion. In my work life, we often refer to a straw man as laying out a high level the things that need to be done with an understanding the details will be worked on in the future. Not criticizing the term, but just trying to see if I'm understanding the context of what the term straw man means on the show. It's from not Colorado. P.S. Again, I'm enjoying the show. Jackson, have you had a chance to look things up? Yes. Pejorative means disapproval. Okay. So then I got to open up the email again here. Do you view it as a disapproval? Yeah. Expressing contempt. Okay. So, so it has a negative connotation, I right, guess. That's, that how, that's how, yeah, be. exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think straw man is one of those words that can get thrown around. Um, let's see, I just typed in straw man argument into uh, Google. Straw man argument is a distorted and weaker version of another person's argument. They can easily be refuted. Uh, like when a teacher proposes that the class spend more time on math exercises, a parent complains that the teacher doesn't care about reading and writing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like sports talk radio certainly embraced debate on ESPN or FS1. You can have straw man festivals. Um, when I personally, for our careers, think of a straw man, I think of actually what what uh, was just used. I would have never thought of the Plowboy in the Missouri Oregon thing because that was like I, I thought it was about thirty seconds the other day. I feel like we have plenty more um, that. You know, where you're taking, you know, like people on Twitter were upset. That thing that I, you know, and then they take a, a random user on Twitter and, and then use that to bolster a column. And then that's what is written about based on there's outrage on social media. There's always outrage on social media. It doesn't matter what the topic is. Um, so I feel like there are, I, I think there are some hosts who get that uh, style attached to them. Um and I'm sure I've been guilty of it. There's no way I haven't. And doing this as long as I have, I try to be cognizant of it. Um, and I, is there any topic that you could think of on TMA that that would fall into this category? Maybe people in the YouTube chat can think of one. I don't know. I'll go in there now. I, I always viewed straw man as like a logical fallacy where like we're arguing something and then you bring up something completely different and use that for your argument. And I'm like, well, that not we're not arguing that we're arguing this, and that's how I right. argued straw man. Um, so to be crystal clear, anybody who's listening to this podcast knows uh, where I, I put Doug in the, uh, the pantheon of people I am grateful to have worked with. Not really, honestly, because of how talented and hilarious he is, but because of how easy to work with and never—I mean, his never. Like when I use the term never, I mean, never has caused a problem behind the scenes, uh, like which is unbelievable, by the way, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just the truth. Uh, and uh, but I but I feel like sometimes if I'm digging in on something, um, he will isolate something that I didn't say. And then say, well, you can't say that. And I go, well, I know, but I did, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm not, not saying he's doing it to like win or to be malicious by any means, because that's just not who he is, but that kind of thing. And then I catch myself. It, so for example, like when um, somebody, and this will happen on emails that we receive on this uh, podcast, so, and when I felt like Jackson, we read one last week, maybe you'll be able to recall what the topic was. 
build a an entire question around um, a foundation of opinion or assuming something. Right. And then, and if that's the case, then, you know, how do you feel about that? If that's the case, and it's like, well, I can't answer it because that's not, that's not what the case is. Right. If you're just going to go straight hypothetical, it's tough to say. So uh, I, I, I think with sports talk radio and perhaps now what our, our phrase of the week is engagement farming. That's right. Uh, but it, so for example, like right now, if you're doing sports talk radio in St. Louis, I would consider this to be a slow time. Um, and if you, your show is fueled by engagement um, on, on sports content, God, that would be tough. Yeah. I think, I think it would be tough. I wouldn't be interested in it. Um, as far as, you know, like I like what you do with, with balloon party and obviously TMA is whatever it is. Uh, and so therefore, I don't, don't know this at all, but then I suppose one of the ways to fill the time, and I never view, I never, uh, like, again, I'll use never once again, second time in five minutes, like, oh God, how are we going to fill TMA today? Right. I just, I haven't thought that way since 2007. Let me put it that way. Because uh, I did think it in 2007, but I haven't thought in that for the record was the Bob Fesco era, which isn't right. Bob's fault. It's just, we're not you know, I, I'm sure he didn't think I was good for him and I wasn't, uh, or he wasn't good for what I like to do. We just do two different styles of show. Um, and also they were, they were trying to do things to get me to quit. Um, and so that I was just, I was, I wasn't on my game anyway, but, uh, with that all said, I can't, I can't, I can't on for day to day, three hours only talk like blues or Cardinals right. or battle Hawks or city. I mean, Holy shit. I just can't, can't double my salary. No, thank you. I just, it, I just not interested. I'm not interested. It's just not. And I, and I also think it'd be stupid to double my salary to do it because you're not going to get return on your investment on that expense because not that many people are going to listen. Uh, it's, it's, it's narrow casting. Mm -hmm. So why TMA works in my opinion, I mean, there's a bunch of reasons I suppose, but having been involved in it for two decades now, it's because we don't force the topics when there isn't a topic that has a large number of people sports wise engaged. And so then the show becomes about the show and you don't feel the obligation to go, okay, we got to talk about the blues and Rangers tonight, you know? Right, right. It's it, that's just not, but when the blues were making their run in 2019, even though I didn't listen to all of the shows in the market or even 25% of the shows in the market, I'm very comfortable in saying that I believe we had one of the best shows during that run, just because I know what we do and I know how we handle it when people are really engaged in a topic. So I think that's an important thing, but that also is that that's because of what we're able to do with what we have. Um, it'd be a difficult spot, um, if, if that weren't the case, why does that tie into what we were asked about with straw man that I think you can get in a spot, not necessarily going in with that intention, but going, oh, I see that people are engaged by this, whether it be back in the day with phone calls or now with text or social media. And then you then follow the engagement and then keep pouring gasoline on that fire when in reality you might not feel that strongly. I think that essentially is a summary 
of media in the 21st century and maybe even the latter portions of the 20th century in which you had 24 hours of cable news to fill and therefore you had to come up with news and opinions even if you didn't really have news or opinions. Jackson, thoughts, concerns? Yeah, I think the the we're talking fallacies, which is basically what a straw man is. I think the fallacy that comes up more both in sports talk radio and TMA specific, not to like call anybody out or take a shot, but I think slippery slope gets used much more where like something happens, meaning that some that now something much more catastrophic is going to happen because this one thing happened. And it just could be an isolated incident, an isolated thing that happens. You know, like the Cardinals sign an old pitcher. Now all their their entire starting line or starting rotations for the foreseeable future will be old guys. They won't bring any, up anyone new. It's like, well, no, that's probably more isolated to this season. Like, So I think the slippery slope, and sports talk radio in general gets used a lot. It's like, oh, man, this player signed a massive contract. This is the going rate now for all these players. Like, it's a slippery slope. It's that, that fallacy I think gets used more. Yeah, um, but I, I, I do like the question. Yeah, that, great that, question. That Paul Adam comes up with some, uh, some good questions. Uh, let's see, it's 3 o'clock. I told a gentleman that I would be available at three. Let me see what he's got. Um, oh, it looks like he's, uh, it looks like I can go a little uh, longer. All right. Uh, let me go into the, uh, the QFTA file on, uh, on my email. Cause we've got a bunch stored up here for the winter now with QFTA daily. I mean, what is this? Our ninth one of the, the year? Is that right? Yeah. Or would it be eighth? We did, did we do five? Or do we only do four last week? Four last week because we were off on that Monday. So this is number eight. Number eight. How do you do? All right. What do we got here, Jackson? The QFTA file. I'm going in and we got a lot. Uh, Let's see. This this is a younger gentleman, but I'll probably do it. But this isn't the show where I will do it. Uh, I've told you I got some things I'll be doing here this afternoon and this Mm -hmm. evening. So this wouldn't lend itself to it. Hello. I was a diehard Rams fan before they left. I was a junior slash senior in high school when it happened. So essentially 25 years old, right? I mean, that's your, my, uh, I was when they moved. Yeah. He just wrote same age as Jackson. Actually, I could have read the next sentence and I would have seen that. I really enjoy whenever you discuss the Rams leaving. And I was wondering if you could break it down step-by-step on QFTA on how that went down, such as timelines, major figures, roles, like Clark Hunt and uh, Jerry Jones. I figure you could go into it better on a format like this in a way that you can't on TMA and Balloon Party. I would agree on that part of it. Uh, Also was wondering if you could more so go into the impact it's had on the city and finish your thoughts from earlier this week. Yeah, this is what happens on QFTA. (laughs) And it's got to drive people off the wall. You know where this guy's going? Like how I could see St. Louis getting the NFL and then I'm sure I got distracted by not even a bright, shiny object, just an object. <laughs> right. And then it's then it's off. And I'm sure some people are like, boy, I wouldn't have minded hearing that. But <laughs> guys fucking clowns, so I'll never hear it. Uh, earlier this week, how you could see the NFL returning to St. Louis. I actually am more optimistic that we do get a team back in the next 20 or so years than most. If St. Louis was to ever experience a Detroit-like resurgence and the NFL can make money doing it, I don't think the $800 million lawsuit would stop them from doing so. So it, it, I think it was two days ago, I was in the middle of a thought on uh, how I could see it happening. And then, as I said, I went off on a different tangent and uh, and never circled back. That's why Jackson has the responsibility of like Hansel and Gretel on this podcast to leave breadcrumbs to get us back to where we were traveling when I go down different roads. 
Um, so here is how I could see it happening. Number one, I think the thing about the fact that St. Louis sued the NFL and the NFL gave St. Louis $800 million or St. Louis 500 plus million and attorneys quarter billion. Um, I don't think, I just don't think by the time it would happen, most of the people who own NFL franchises, uh, would not own NFL franchises. And furthermore, and I don't think this is a bad thing. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how something that we all want gets demonized. And whether I'm talking about sex or health or money, I don't get it. But part of me thinks it's like some kind of great mind trick by, uh, by people in power to get people to uh, condemn and self-loathe that which is natural to want. So it would be not that this person is saying this, but that it would be bad for the NFL to go where they can increase their profit margins if St. Louis were to provide that. Well, of course they would. They would be stupid not to. Right. At the same time, as things right are right now, why would they put a team in St. Louis? It wouldn't be the, the market where they would make the most money. Um, as much as I would like it, that doesn't mean that if I owned a team, it would be the right move. So with that said, how do you get to a spot where in two decades, for example, it's possible? Well, St. Louis would have to uh, undergo what I guess Nashville would be a great example, uh, an easy example, a close example would be. Um, my guess is if you talk to a lifelong Nashville resident who was 40 years old in 1985 and told them by the time they were um, you know, what, I guess 80, yeah. uh, Nashville would have uh, an NFL team, an NHL team. And I think, yeah, probably, I, th I think it could be announced by the time that, that uh, this person will be 85, uh, and, uh, and a major league baseball expansion team on its way. I think Nashville is going to get a major league baseball expansion team and they would go, you gotta be kidding me. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Nash Nashville, which will sound odd perhaps to you, Jackson. Actually, you're the perfect kind of uh, placebo for the experiment. Nashville was a small town, a small town when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, I don't know what you would consider like, I mean, I guess maybe like a Springfield maybe in, in Springfield, Missouri. Mm -hmm. But it was probably like the next tier up uh, from Springfield when I was growing up. We would, when we would drive for vacation, Nashville was like the first quote unquote big city you would get to on your way through Atlanta and so on. And uh, the, the fact that Nashville, that's the thing that drives people who are a little older around here or up the wall is these cities that we used to kind of look down on are now passing us by. Right. So how does that relate to this? Look what can change in a short amount of time. When I was looking for jobs out of school at Missouri in 1999 in television, uh, you would always see the market size. You knew coming out of school to not even bother with sending a tape to a top 25 market. You weren't going to get it. it. It didn't matter who you were, by the way. Uh, you weren't going to go from Columbia, Missouri to a top 25 market. You absolutely can't now, but that's not. That's more of a commentary on the business and, and what they're paying. Um, and then also the pool of people available for local news. But I remember Austin, Texas was market 60 mm. uh, when I was coming out of school. Uh, let's see what it is now. I'll fire a guess uh, at 27. Oh, God, no. I'll, if I, if we, I can bet you there, I, I know that that's not the case. Uh, it is 39 now. Okay. 
Um, still, that is, I, I don't even need to look. There is no doubt in my mind that of a top 75 market in the last 25 years, no market has grown more. Uh, let me see what Nashville is. Just I, I, Nashville's probably, uh, Nashville's 29. Nashville was way lower than that. Not 21 spots lower, but it was it was way lower than that. So those are the kind of markets that, you know, if you would have talked to those people 40 years ago and said, hey, you're going to be this size, they would have gone, no way. At the same time, if you would have talked to a St. Louisan who was 40 in 1965, and obviously it's not real likely that they're around now, but certainly some are, and say St. Louis would be the 21st market. And at that time, it might have been a top, it might have been closer to a top five market, but was a top 10 market. Mm-hmm. And say St. Louis would be 21 and dropping, uh, they would have gone, What in the hell happened? Why do I bring all this up? Because these things will happen. There is a market right now that if we knew all of us either talking or watching or listening to this podcast knew was going to be the next Nashville or Austin, we would buy up stock in it all day long. And, and some might go, Well, I already know what it is. It's Charleston or it's one of the Carolinas or take your pick of somewhere in the Sun Belt. And that's fine. I would tell you you're already too late on Charleston. Uh, I mean, you're not too late, but you, you, let me put it this way. You're not buying stock in Nashville or Austin right now. No. Why? Not because it's about to drop, because you'd be buying it at its its top value. Right. Uh, you want to get Nashville in 1995. You want to get Austin in 2000. That's, that's when you want to buy these things or even before then. So if St. Louis can experience that kind of resurgence – and those weren't really resurgence; those were just growth. Yeah. Um, then St. Louis is right now, if my memory serves, the largest market outside of Orlando that does not have an NFL team. And Orlando's not getting an NFL team because you have Tampa, Miami, and Jacksonville all within a couple of hours, or three or four hours, of Orlando. So it's possible from a market size standpoint, if you look at it solely through that lens. I just think over the next 25 years, the NFL's growth is most likely not going to be domestic. I think it's going to be international, if indeed that's going to happen. That would be my guess. But what St. Louis's biggest issue, I think, it's not people go, well, who, who would be the rich person who could who could buy the team? I, I don't think people really care. Like, I can, I, I don't need to be a St. Louisan to want to own an NFL team. There's, there's probably 100 people who would love to buy an NFL team. And if it's got to be in St. Louis, then so be it. Right. That that that's always kind of I, I feel like is a distraction. It's the corporate sponsorship dollars that make it work. In addition to the passion for the fan base, which I don't doubt. The second part I don't doubt, doubt the co- corporate sponsorship issue. So then, how do you get that? Well, then a flood of people have to move to St. Louis. So then, how do you get that? Uh, I think how you get that can be circumstantial, along with a combination of leadership from a circumstantial standpoint. Uh, you get to a point where, like, for example, where uh, my family has been looking for four years now, uh, these markets in South Florida, um, others would, would point to markets in the South, some of the Carolinas that I was making reference to, or if you've been looking in Arizona uh, and you go, oh my God, you know, these coastal cities or warm weather cities are so expensive, I can't possibly afford to continue to live here. And so then cities in the Midwest could become destinations because St. Louis essentially has 
character, but taking that out of it, which is kind of an abstract charm element, it does have the ability to be great because it has been great. It's there, but it requires two things that, that I don't believe are in place. And I don't know if they can be in place. Leadership that, from my standpoint, cares more about the greater good than either getting reelected or just appealing to a sliver of the voting base that may allow you to get reelected. And then the money in St. Louis, and I'm talking about the real money, not the guys in sports cars uh, yelling at you or something like that. I, I'm talking about the one that like, but the, the, what do we talk about Jackson money talks, wealth whispers, right? St. Louis is a great spot for old money that just wants to kind of like fly behind the radar, but things are great and you can get out of here. No, none of these people are in St. Louis right now. Not right. none of them, but few right. are, uh, they might've been here for a week at the end of December, but then they're back out of town and most likely in South Florida or Palm Springs or, you know, Arizona or international yeah. uh, and take your pick of wherever and being apt to changes that may be an inconvenience for the greatness that is St. Louis's slowness or reluctance to change that makes their lives so wonderful here. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, one of those things, to me, absolutely, would have to be St. Louis City being rolled into St. Louis County. Yes. Um, I think that is the first step, yep. and St. Louis County will fight that tooth and nail. A lot of it, of course, will be racism. It'll be called something else, and but we'll know the code words, and those of you who understand the program will be able to recognize it right away, and uh, that, that'll that be one of the, the biggest obstacles right away. And it'll be, oh, we don't want to take on the city's problems. But the city's problems are the county's problems because the city's problems impact the region. And the region is not the city. The region is the metropolitan area. And the county is a key part of that metropolitan area. So just as a matter of what do you want. But in order to get there, you have to have leadership. And I don't see that right now, personally. Now, with that all said, it's not like I'm active in it. And I would be able to uh, to speak from a firsthand standpoint. But uh, what we have right now is not it. And also, it doesn't just fall on the politicians. Uh, it also comes down to this region is really, really good if you are from a certain demographic. It's great. And you don't want to screw with that. But if you're not from that demographic and... I'd also include this. If you haven't really traveled outside of, you know, the circle of to the north Chicago, to the west Kansas City, to the south, like the panhandle, then you haven't seen how things can be and what it's like when you don't worry about crime and what it's like to see investment dollars going into markets as opposed to buildings going on and on and empty and for sale like the AT&T building uh, in downtown St. Louis and how people don't go, oh, I'm only going downtown for a hockey game or a baseball game. Right. Uh, you don't know what it's like to uh, to go to a market where the NBA is celebrated and not a topic where people you know write about thugs immediately when it comes up. Uh, and the NFL is celebrated as opposed to viewed and understandably so. Uh, how they're viewed in, in St. Louis. And so um, 
I think that's just part of a lot of people growing up here and then staying here and not necessarily seeing uh, other markets to compare and contrast. And I'm not even talking about cities. I'm talking about regions. So if those things can somehow happen, then St. Louis can experience a resurgence. So I would be more apt to buy stock in St. Louis than Nashville, which I realize may sound ridiculously counterintuitive, but Nashville is like, if we want to do this as DraftKings, Nashville's price point is like where Scotty Scheffler would be in St. Louis is it'd be like Adam Long. And, you know, I'm going to get Adam Long at a, at a value play and, uh, and hope that, that, that I can strike gold when nobody's on Adam Long. That's, I, I suppose, would be my, my analogy. Jackson, any thoughts you may have? Fine, sir. Yeah, to me, it's all about the city and county merging. Like, uh, you can't, like, you can only, your ceiling is so much lower with them separate. It's, there's a ceiling, and it'd be great to get there, but the ceiling would go through, literally through the roof if you merge the city and the county. You want less crime, more policemen? Okay. More money will come into the city. You want better schools, better pay for teachers in St. Louis public schools? Merge the city and the county. You want more affordable housing in the city of St. Louis? Merge the city and county. Like until that, like there's a, a reason that St. Louis is, is struggling like it is, but it's also the biggest city where the city and county are not together. They're separate entities. Like these these things work hand in hand. So if you want a resurgence, to me, like it starts and ends with. Obviously, there's more to do afterwards, but until that point. There's a, a low ceiling to what St. Louis can be as a region, not just a city, but as a region. If you don't, if you have a separate city and county, it's so crazy to me. Yeah, and and that's one of the things that a lot of these places that were behind St. Louis uh, have experienced growth is 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 that. And I, I just I don't know. I think you need the right people in the county executive and mayoral office in order for that to happen. And I just don't know. I mean, I wouldn't run office right now i don't i you know it's i like period (laughs) my reasoning being it's such a a low upside thing um and it's a and i think that's that's a big part of it because that's how it's going to happen you're going to take that leadership and you you're going to be unpopular especially when you're the county executive doing it but it's also necessary um and and God only knows what kind of insanity you would face when you do that, because, again, it taps into what I think is St. Louis's original sin, which is uh, racism. So uh, I just I just I don't know if it'll ever happen. But when posed that that question of how would I get to a spot uh, where I could see the NFL coming back, those are the circumstances that could make it happen. Would I bet on it? No. But could I see it happening? Yes. And that's in part because I think you get to a point where people are going, I can't afford to live here, here, or here, or I don't want to live here, here, or here. And here is a city that it's now become as weird as it might sound, whatever word you want to use, popular, cool, you know, in vogue to return to a, you know, an old industrial Midwest uh, ghost town and help rebuild it. And a bunch of people who usually leave here after college, uh, move and or stay and, and and not go to Chicago or what Denver, Dallas, what are, what are some of the spots? You, you've got a lot of Northeast uh, Nashville. Yeah. yeah. New York and New York, obviously with any city in America, people are going to move to New York, but yeah, Boston, a lot of my friends are in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if that can happen, uh, then in addition to that pipeline, cause we do have a lot of sharp people who are, 
from St. Louis, but oftentimes they leave after school, uh, and understandably so, for opportunity and for social reasons. And then secondarily, something that just doesn't really happen here, I mean, it happens, but not in a large percentage of the population. You have people who are not from here moving here, young people with disposable income moving here uh, who are not from here. To me, it can't happen without those things happening. I just, and again, I mean, I'm talking about a Hail Mary. I'm talking about, you know, I mean, this is the, you know, you're on your own 35 yard line and trying to score a touchdown with five seconds left. I mean, what are the chances of that happening? That's how I view it. But those things to me have to happen. And can they happen? I do think they can happen. And again, a lot of that is circumstantial and not just leadership, but, but both have to feed off each other. Um, and I, I just, I really, I do, I, I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime or if I'm, you know, still around and I'm in my seventies, maybe I will see it, but, um, perhaps, uh, perhaps it'll happen because of something that, that transpires, you know, for whatever, whatever it might be where people are like, hold, like a giant weather event or, you know, uh, take your pick of whatever reason why people would go, holy shit, I'm not living on the coasts. Right. I'm getting to the Midwest. St. Louis is already, we've been there before. It's sad that we're not there now, but we have been there before. And, uh, and therefore there is this giant, not giant, uh, but this large downtown, um, that's essentially empty and, and that can, can serve as the city center along with, uh, a population, um, of people who I do think there's a great interest in seeing growth and a recognition for the first time, not the first time, but over the last decade. Whereas I used to talk about some of this stuff, some of it, not all of it was present when I first started doing radio. And I'm sure plenty of it I was wrong on, youthful confidence and ignorance. But a lot of I, I certainly don't take back and feel if anything I was right when saying, you know, in it, in it and had I not done the television job where I got to see all of these different cities to go on the road with the Rams in particular, but also the Cardinals and also the Blues, and I'd be like, I didn't, you know, I didn't go anywhere. I don't know. I, I wasn't on a plane until I was 21 years old. Really? How fucked up is that? Yeah. Wow. How about that? Wow. Because my mom doesn't fly. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So I, uh, I truly was not on a plane until 1997. I had just turned 21. And, uh, and then I also, uh, hadn't gone further West of Lawrence, Kansas until 1998. I mean, when I say I'm not well-traveled, it's not like a joke. Uh, I'm not Mm -hmm. well-traveled domestically. I am now, but, but globally, not, not remotely, uh, haven't been to Europe, haven't been anywhere outside of like the Caribbean and in Canada. So, uh, but domestically I have been to, I think probably every top 25 market in the United States. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like some people, it's a weird thing. I I guess I understand it. If you're proud, it's kind of like the conservative versus liberal perspective, you better not criticize America but it's like, I love it. So I want to see it improve. And I'm not doing this to take a shot. I'm just making an observation. This isn't good. You know, it's like, oh, I love St. Louis. You're going to shit on Lambert. I mean, Lambert's got, you know, and it's like, okay, I mean, God, are we really going to do like, are you really going to sit here? Are we really going to have a conversation and talk about Lambert being a great airport? I mean, can we really, 
you can't, you can't, you can't, that's not a good faith argument. No. You can't do it. You can't, you, it's, it's like a non-starter. I can't do it. I can't, like if we're going there, and I'm not saying that a lot of people are saying that, but it's like, if it was there, it's like we, then that means I can't say anything negative because then you're going to take it like I hate St. Louis. I'm going, I could have lived, you know, in a lot of different places and I've chosen to stay here, but yet because I'm critical of the airport, which is, you know, holy shit, you're going to say I don't love it. Or, you know, so I just, that that really frustrates me because in order to grow and or fix things, you have to go, okay, well, this is a problem. This isn't working. And just because we're saying that doesn't mean we don't love it. If anything, I would tell you that if you didn't love it, you just go, okay, fucking cares. It's true patriotism. You know, it's true. If, if you're critical and want to see it do better and point out the flaws, you're actually trying to make a difference. If all you do is blindly love it, that's more like closer to nationalism than it is patriotism. Uh, yeah, and it, and it gets into just, a, a, I guess, a different mindset. Um, but again, I, I, I also, I want to be careful because I, I don't want, to, and I know, I, don't, I know neither one of us are intending to do this, but it may come off this way unintentionally, that I don't think just because somebody views it differently that then that means they're the bad guy or they are bad, quote unquote. They just have a different perspective on it. And in, in, and if I wouldn't have, if I would have only gone to Kansas City and Chicago, for example, which is what I had only done up until uh, 98, I guess, and then really started traveling in 2000. But again, because of my job, I might have listened to some of this stuff and gone, what the hell is he talking about? So now that I've seen it, um, you, 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 just, you, you don't realize like how behind we are. And I'm not even like close, like so far behind. And you can say, I love St. Louis and, you know, wear the flag and 314 gear, whatever it is. I, God bless America. It's wonderful. I've got my little TMA rooster on here, but it doesn't change anything. <laughs> it doesn't change a damn thing. And uh, and I'm not saying you should. No, yeah, you get, I, as I always say, I'm taking care of the people in this building. That's That's where my priority is. But when asked to give my opinions, as is my job, that's my assessment. And I think oftentimes, kind of like Missouri football before they were good this year, I would be vocally critical because I loved it so much. But then it was like, oh, you're anti this and you're anti that. I'm like, well, no, I'm just telling you what I think. And I think the expectations are too low. And I don't do well when I'm talking low expectations. And I think that this region can be great. Uh, I think the ingredients are there, but they're probably more like nutrients or minerals because they're not really like present at the moment. Um, they need to be extracted somehow. And part of that, as I said, I think is circumstantial and part of that is is leadership. Um, and at the moment, I just I just don't see it. I, and I don't even know. I've, I've oftentimes on this podcast said, Jackson, probably since the outset, who what, take your pick of if you want to go statewide uh, to the U.S. Senate, to House of Representatives, to local officials, do you go, yeah, I know I don't like this person, this person, this person, this person, but this person right here, I really am on board with and I have hope. And I'd, and I'd be curious if anybody does have somebody, I, I, if anything, I might be interested in, uh, in interviewing. But that goes back to what I was saying. I don't know how many people would really want to run for office at this point. It's a, you know, if you if you really kind of got something going in your life, the last thing you want to do is go, oh, let me take a pay cut and have people shit on me and make things up about me, you know, and, and put, and put and myself and, in real danger. Right. And put put and try and move a boulder up a mountain, right. you know, in my 
forties, fifties, or sixties or seventies. I just don't, I don't, it's kind of a thankless job. Um, anyway, your thoughts on that are welcome. T McKernan at InsideSTL.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N, InsideSTL.com. That is where you can uh, let's see. Connor says, are you dining with Colorado at Louie now? Does it look like I am? Does this look like Louie? That's my basement. <laughs> That'd be I, nice. I, if you haven't been to Louie, this, this is not what Louie looks like. I, it kind of looks like Louie. You've been, right? No. Oh, really? Mm-mm. For some reason, you I don't know why. Um, that was two weeks ago, and uh, it turns out Colorado was indeed there. Mm. Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. It was a week between Christmas and New Year's. What a treat. Uh, Jackson, anything else doing? What else is doing? Not much. You know, just kind of doing my thing. That's what's doing. My thing. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to head to family golf with my uh, my boys. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and do some ball striking. Oh, and then, yeah. of course, I'll be at a, I'll be at a jubilee. Mm-hmm. Uh, always welcome to email in for QFTA. Uh, Jackson, God bless. Thank you for uh, joining for another matinee edition uh, for Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the Longo Big Studios.